But I want to keep on a little bit on, on what God's doing and what God's saying right now. We serve a good God. My timer's over there if you want to. We serve a good God. I've got some things to say, but I want to just go back to this passage in 1 Samuel. This, this week, Pastor Winona and I had the privilege of going to some meetings in um, Arlington. Um, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, I met the pastor in June or July. I think it was in June, school year. And I've texted him back and forth a couple times. And before Christmas, he sent me a text. And he said, hey, we've got some special meetings. Come on down and maybe we can get you a hotel. And like just extremely gracious. Our schedule didn't permit for a hotel, but we were able to go down. And uh, I let him know I was coming. And he treated us like royalty. Um, it was me. I've only met him once. I had literally a hug introduced my name, heard his name, figured out how we could connect, and that's about all we talked about. I got down there, and he gives me a hug. And his hug, if you get a hug from me, you get a Pentecostal conservative hug. It's like, praise God, Pat, Pat, how you doing? He came over to see Pastor Winona and I, and he gave me a hug And I literally let go, and he was still hugging me. (laughs) And, And we were just enjoyed and refreshed in that time. And one of the speakers, there was some amazing speakers, and one of the speakers challenged us, and I think we've said it here before too, but we've got to change the way we speak, and instead of seeing God is on the verge of doing something, we've got to say he is doing something. And instead of putting things in the future tense, and I believe there is a future tense, but there's a present reality. In fact, there's a past reality. It's done so that we can, in our present, say some things and speak words of faith. And you say, well, does the word, the word backs you up. So when I declared this morning, go in peace For the Lord God of Israel has granted you request. The word backs me up. Listen to this. Because some of you are saying, how does this work? Line up with his word. Declare his word. Speak his word. Because what you're doing is you are uttering his word. And his word doesn't come back to him empty. But it accomplishes what he says it will. So if anybody's going to back up their word, don't you want the king of the king of the king of the kings, the top, the top, the top, the boss, the boss, the boss. Don't you want, like if you work for somebody and they say, take the day off, you're going to say, did the boss say it was okay? And if he says no, you're going to say, I don't think I'm going to do that. But if the boss comes down from their office and says, take the day off, you've got it. What are you going to say? You're going to say, you said it, I'm going to do it. That's, that's weak compared to what this is. And this morning, I want to exercise 
a little bit of the authority of the priest here today. I want to exercise some of the words and I want to declare to you some things because some of you, and, and I say some of you, I'm sorry, that's me as well, have been living insufficient when our God is more than enough. And if you continue reading in Samuel, 1 Samuel, Eli answers her. And what's amazing about this is Eli of the priest doesn't have it all together. I don't have it all together. Now, I'm not in the same condition as Eli. I'm not fat. And my children are serving the Lord. But what it shows me is the power of what God does when his word's declared. And, she, and, and Hannah receives that word, and she says, let your servant find favor in your eyes. And she went away and ate, and her face was no longer sad. I'm looking out here. I'm not seeing sad faces. I'm seeing happy faces. I'm seeing faces that have an expectation of what the king of kings can do. And if you continue reading, it says, they rose early in the morning, worshiped before the Lord. They went back to their house. Elkanah, he knew his wife, and the Lord remembered her, and in due time she conceived and bore a son. So this morning as we are standing here and we're declaring his promises and we're saying, you said this, you said that, you're going to take this word, you're going to let it go inside of you, we're going to stop the worrying, we're going to stop, stop the manipulating, we're going to stop the cohorting and the collaboration and the manipulation and all those things. We're going to stop trying to line this up and line that up. And what we're going to do is say, your word says it. I'm going to believe it and I'm going to walk in what you said. And there's adults here. He knew his wife. There's an intimacy and there's a joy in walking out what God has for you. The whole scene is really unique because God was now in the process of, de of releasing a prophetic ministry. And so what David is saying this morning, declaring is actually releasing you into a ministry in the future that God has for you, activating it now. Amen. And actually, Pastor Nelson, I need to correct you because I was corrected. I'm not declaring, I'm prophesying. That's what my wife told me. She said, you're not declaring, you're prophesying. I prophesy over you this morning. That those things that you used to worry about, those things that you used to be anxious about, those things that you had questions about, go in peace. And may the Lord God of Israel grant you your petition. Is that biblical? Yes. Do you know what it says in Psalms 37? 
delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You know what it says in John? John 15, I think two or three times in that passage, ask me anything of the Father, and I'll give it to you. You know what it says in James? He says you don't have because you don't ask. He says, and then when you do ask, you want to put it all on yourself, and you're asking for the wrong reasons. You know what it says further in James? It says, the fervent, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. God stands behind his word. In Isaiah 55, it says that he causes the rain to come, the water, and, and the earth grows, he says, and just like that cycle, and we've learned about it in school, condensation, precipitation, and all those different other words that come and describe that whole cycle. Just like that cycle, that's how God's word goes. It goes, it deposits, and it grows. And this morning, I am releasing in you. I'm releasing you from your worry. I'm releasing you from your pain. I'm releasing you from your anxiety. I'm releasing you from your comparison. Hannah, in this passage, compared herself with the other women who had children, and they were all happy and joyful, and she was sorrowful. And sometimes that causes a deep travail inside. But I'm here to tell you, go in peace. Because the Lord God of Israel grants you your request. What do I say to my mother-in-law and father-in-law? It's like, I could say something to Pastor Daniel, but I don't dare go there. Uh, the Lord just had quickened uh, the verse that you had shared but you're out of Samuel, okay? And then this is, this is out of Isaiah. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. That's a purpose statement. He sends his word on purpose. And that's what he's done here this morning. And then you carried on. <laughs> and you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Amen. Amen. When you started reading, it says, the rain comes and the snow falls, but it doesn't return the same way. And the Lord quickened something in me just when that was read. You need to start working the word in your life. Because when his word comes, now you, need, but you, you line up with it. And what's amazing about it is it does require something from us, but the amount that it requires from us is more believing and receiving than it is doing and making. 
Now, I believe in doing and making, but I will only do and make when the Lord says, go and do it. And there are times when he says, do you believe me? Do you believe it? I can't change some things. I look at what Winona and I have gone through in the last four years. I can't change the physical things. That's beyond my control. Physically. All I can do is say, Lord, your word says this, therefore that's going to go inside of me, and that's what's going to come out of me, and I expect you to do your part. Now, yes, there is aligning with the word. Yes, there's behavior. Yes, there's uh, lifestyle. Yes, there's, but I'll be honest with you, we weren't doing any of those things wrong. Sometimes we chase ourselves. Am I doing this wrong? Am I doing that wrong? And, and I've had person after person after man of God, woman of God, preacher, pastor, prophet, literally say over Winona and I, and on numerous occasions, you're doing right. You're doing okay. I had it this week. Another prophetic voice said, you're doing good. Keep it up. So let the word of God fall in you and then let it do its work. Let it do its work. And how, what do I mean by that? The word of God falls in you and he might say, I'm going to cause this to happen. And then you go, great. And then he goes, and next week, Somebody calls you up and says, hey, I've got some stuff I need done, and, and I want to train you and teach you. And you go, no, 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 I'm waiting on God. And God might say, no, that's how the word of God works. That's how it's happening. I, I, I get a lot of illustrations from my Sunday school days. And I read a story in my Sunday school about a child who wanted to make money and he was praying to God, and he believed God would give him the opportunity to make money. The next day, somebody asked him to mow their lawn, and he said no. And he missed an opportunity for how God could make and give him some money. And you say, well, that's works. No, that's listening to God and taking an opportunity when he gives. I receive it. I believe it. Hannah and her husband they exercised their faith. And that's how Samuel was born. Abram receives a promise. And for 25 years, he waits for that promise. And he goes about doing other things his own way. And God comes back to him and says, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And what does he do? He believes God and God counts it to him for righteousness. Receive the word. So this morning, this morning, I prophesy over you. I prophesy over you those things that have weighed you down, those things that have caused you pain, those things that have caused you tears, those things that have caused you travail, those things that have caused you to cry in anguish, 
Those things that have caused you to look up to the heavens and go, what's going on? Those things that have caused you to pound your fist against the wall. Those things that have caused you tear. Those, those things that have caused you an anguish and a deep inside, almost to the point of bitterness. It is so deep. I'm here to tell you, he hears you. Now go in peace, and may he grant you the desire that you came. You say, is that biblical? Yeah, I showed you. Another passage, I want you to think about this passage. We were reminded of this this week. Peter, in jail. This is found in Acts. Herod puts him in jail. He goes to bed that night, and, and I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. He goes in bed at night knowing that his end is death. And what does he do? He sleeps. He is perfectly content with doing what God said and following God's direction to say, Lord, if it brings me to death, I will still sleep, and tomorrow I will deal with tomorrow. It says the angel of God comes and literally hits him to wake him up. I mean... Can you imagine an angel going like, come on, what's the matter with you? I'm here. Peter is so sound asleep, so rested in God and in what God's doing. He's sleeping knowing that tomorrow there's certain death. And what does he do? The angel comes and hits him. Wakes him up. And he says, and this was interesting, I had never thought of this before at all, and I'm going to drop this to you because I want you to understand the, prophet, the power of the prophetic. The angel says, get your clothes on, put on your shoes, because you're going to, I'm taking you somewhere. And previously, Jesus had talked to Peter near the end of the ministry of Jesus, and it says Jesus prophesied to him and said, listen, you're young now, you'll put on your own shoes, you'll put on your cloak, but the day will come when others will put those on for you near the end of your life. The angel came, woke him up, and instead of putting the shoes on Peter, he was obedient to the prophetic word. Think about that. This one hit me good. The angel was listening to the word, and God said, no, this isn't going to happen to you yet, Peter. He tells Peter, put on your shoes. He could have put them on. He could, I mean, he woke him up. Let's get going. Come on. He says, no, put on your shoes and put on your shoes. Why? Because he was being obedient to what God's word said, the prophetic word of God. Something's about to drop in some of you. There's something going on top of you right now. And some of you are going to get it. The prophetic word, God listened to his prophetic word. He spoke it. The angel heard it. And the angel abided by the prophetic word. Woke Peter up. Led him out. Peter goes to the house, I think it's of John Mark. Knocks on the door and a young lady comes. And before she even opens up the door, she realizes it's Peter. She goes back and if you read in Acts, it says they were in continual prayer. She goes back and says, Peter's here. And they think, no, it's a ghost. And Peter himself wondered what was happening earlier. They say, no, it's a ghost. She says, no, I think it's him. 
They go, they answer the door. Peter comes in, there's rejoicing. I'm here to say something. Listen to this. While they were praying, while they were praying for an answer, the answer came and was knocking on the door. While they were saying, God, help this, help me, help me, help me, help Peter, take him up, the answer was there. God listened to their petition and granted them their request, and the answer came. Daniel, Daniel prays, he reads the, the manuscripts, and he sees that 70 years is up. And he starts to pray, and I believe it was 21 days later, an angel shows up. But when you read the script, you find out that the angel was dispatched the moment he started praying. So this morning, I believe many of us were praying. I'm, I'm speaking prophetically this morning. Are you receiving this? You're speaking and you're praying here prophetically. And you're going, Lord, help me, help me. I'm here to declare to you, prophetically speak to you, your answer is at the door. It's been dispatched. Now, what you find out is you don't stop praying. You keep praying, but now pray with an expectation and a thankfulness that God has answered your prayer. Amen? That's my sermon. Now, I have one other thing to say. As a pastor, there's been some interesting things that have happened personally and in some of the, the leadership of this church this past week. Shawneen, a very serious situation. She is not 100% better but they were able to deal with things, and she's on the road to recovery. There's still more to happen. There's still more to heal. My wife is healed. I'm still waiting for the complete healing, but she's healed. There's others in here. You need to look at yourself and say, I'm healed. And you need to start speaking the word. And you say, well... All these things happen. What, what and why? Well, there's a few reasons why. One of them is we live in a, a fallen world. The disciples once asked Jesus, why did those people die? And he just said, so God could be glorified. He said, we look for this, we look for that, and we forget God's glorification. I don't have some of the answers, but I know the answer. And that's God Almighty. A few years ago, we started to preach on territory. And literally a month after we talked about taking territory, we got a diagnosis regarding Winona. And in that timeline, Pastor Louise was battling something and Shawneen was battling something. Three generations. So I am not interested in focusing on that. That is not the purpose of Solid Rock. But what I want to try to do is give a little bit of context. Don't fear. I'm not fearful. 
I'm concerned? Yeah, there's moments when I'm extremely concerned. But I can tell you with honesty, when those moments have come, I have learned to run to him and to bring my request to him because I have found there's nobody else that answers like Jesus. So I want to I put a little bit of context because some of these things can rattle us and I wanna, I'm not rattled. Let's not be rattled. We serve a mighty king. This morning was evidence. This, this morning was for every single one of you here today. This morning was don't worry, go in peace, and may the Lord God of Israel grant you your request. So we don't live in fear. We don't live in panic. We live in trust of the king of kings. And I'll say this. Every time you go to take something there will be a resistance. I'm not, I don't need to look for the enemy. He is, I, I need to look for Jesus. The enemy shows up and tries. He's already defeated. He's already defeated. It says in Romans, Paul's writing to the Romans and says, shortly you're going to see Jesus under your feet. He didn't mean that in the sense that when they died, because he was talking to them physically, he says, you are going to see that the enemy is under your feet. The God of peace will show you the enemy is under your feet. He's defeated. So to try to put some of this in context, I believe that there's a world outside these doors that needs the transformational power of God in their life. And quite often, what you go through is what you help other people go through. And what you are winning in life and winning in the spirit and winning in relationship with Christ, quite often that is something now that you can partner and see other people see God's power displayed in their life. So my expectation is healed, saved, delivered. And my expectation is other people around us need a touch from God that what you have gone through, you can now give to them. And you can sit down with them and you can share with them the peace that you have. Why? Because I brought my petition to him and he heard me and he granted me my request. And how did you get through it? I got through it on a total dependency on God. And I took his word and I prophesied his word over my life. I prophesied what his word said over my life. The enemy is a liar. The enemy is defeated. I serve a victorious king. I serve a living king. Amen? That's all I'm going to say about it. Because that's not where we live. Amen? So this morning, what has God said to you? Think about it. You don't have to say it out loud. What has God said to you? Whatever your travail is, 
whatever you're anxious for, whatever your bitterness of your soul is, whatever causes you such great anguish, I'm here today to prophesy over you that God's heard you and he's going to give you peace and that he will grant you the desire of what you come for. Do you receive that? Hallelujah. We're going to have the ushers um, come forward. We need to change this because I wrote down prayer. So we have some prayer request forms. I, I want to change that. And if you've got pens with you, cross over prayer and write praise. Okay? So this, we're going to do this really quick because I have to, yeah, if you gentlemen could pass that out because I've got to pass this to Pastor Daniel um, to, to close the service. But what I'd like you to do is take a moment, look at that, and if you've got a pen, cross over the word prayer and put praise and then write down what you are going to praise God for. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to write that down and then at the end of the service, just bring them up here after we've been dismissed. If you could bring them forward because I'd like to pray over them this week. And I'm going to ask some of the other pastoral staff to pray over them. You can put your name down or you can be anonymous. You do not need to put your name down if you're too sensitive or you feel exposed. Don't have to put your name down. But we are going to believe God for some praise reports, and we're going to change the word prayer to praise. We're going to change our attitude and our mindset. So if you could write that out, and then bring them forward at the end of the service, and we're going to have some time this week where I will be praying over them with some of the pastoral staff.